Welcome to the SDR Disco Call vidcast and podcast, a show designed for brand new sales reps working in the world of tech sales. I'm your host, Neil Buyan, and I'm going to be taking you on a journey on the SDR Disco Call vidcast and podcast. Did you know that you can watch this show live with the guests on YouTube? This show is available on YouTube at happyselling.io. Hello listeners, watchers and subscribers. Welcome back to another chapter of the SDR Disco Call show. If this is your first time joining, this is a show all about sales development and what we love to do is bring on guests from the world of SDRing and pick their brains uh, to help you out to become happy sellers. And my name is Neil Buyan and I'm the host of the show. And with a guest today, this is somebody that I've been waiting to bring back. Yes, they have been on the show many a year ago. I'd like to think them as one of the founding members of this show and this journey. And it's really cool to bring them back on board. So, guess, could you remind us, who are you? Neil, thank you so much for having me back. I am thrilled to be here. So, I'm Mia. I am a senior SDR over at My Sales Coach. Um, so, that's predominantly my role. So, SDR in lead generation. But also, I am looking after our partnership program. Um, so, yeah, that is me. Thank you very much, Nia. And for the listeners, watchers and subscribers and people that are new to you, could you tell us where are you based in the world, Nia? So unlike many tech software sales companies, we are based in Newcastle in the northeast of England. Whoop, whoop. Up the turn. Love it. Thank you very much. And could you let our new listeners, watchers and subscribers, let us know, what does Nia get up to outside of sales? What are your hobbies, interests and passions, Nia? I am an extracurricular kind of girl. Nope. I do many things. So I love going to yoga, going to the gym. Um, recently this year, re-took up tap dancing. Um, so I do that once a week. Yeah. And love it. I love going to festivals, going on holidays. Like Honestly, I feel like my calendar is full. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. absolutely love it. And you know what, Uh, many a year ago um, with Nia when she was on our show, obviously we hadn't met face to face, but we have met since because we're now working together at the same company, right? And I can honestly say Nia is a ray and beam of positivity and sunshine. And it's so cool to have you back on the show. And now we're kind of colleagues. And would you mind letting people know, and obviously we don't like to pitch too much here, but what does my sales coach do, Nia? Sure. And it's so exciting to work together, isn't it? Um. So my sales coach was born out of the understanding that ambitious sales reps crave sales coaching to support them with their development and their career. And the unfortunate truth is that many of them either receive very little coaching or actually none at all. And that's generally because we know how busy sales leaders are. They're pulled in so many different directions that unfortunately they just can't dedicate enough time to coaching and and unfortunately it tends to be the first thing to go in the calendar when something crops up Hmm. ultimately where we come in we gift wrap expert sales coaches like yourself and that's a subscription-based service so that those salespeople can gain access to consistent coaching that they actually crave and, and deserve as well Absolutely. I couldn't have said it. I genuinely cannot say it better than that. So thank you very much. And for the guest listeners and watchers, here is a shameless plug. If you want to learn more about my sales coach, 
We're going to be putting some links into the show notes so you can check it out and you can always reach out to pick Nia's brain as well. And as you can see, that's why I love having Nia as an SDR at our great company. Um, but coming back to like way back in the day, so I was reflecting this morning on the Nia, uh, I think as we said before we came onto this recording, the baby Nia that we knew many a year ago, right? So Nia were, was on episode 15 of the SDR Disco Call Show when it was just a podcast, so before it was an actual video show. Um, and back then, I remember I was introduced uh, via Mark Ackers when I said, hey, do you know any great SDRs? Yeah, yeah, you need to chat to Nia. I was like, all right, cool, wicked. So we got onto the recording, and this is when you was working way back in the day at Refract, and it was such an interesting and inspiring episode. And it's when we kind of first crossed paths, right? Um, so I'd highly recommend for our listeners, watchers, and subscribers to check out Nia's original episode. And again, I'm going to put the show into our show notes, the link, so you can view it. Uh, but obviously with your Nia, a lot of things have changed and there's like been many a different journey with yourself. So obviously, you know, we knew the story of you working in retail sales and then obviously joining Refract. There was a change that took place with Refract itself. Uh, you went back to the world of the NHS and then you came back to sales um so Nia like in your own words could you kind of tell us like well what happened since you last came on the show sure so absolutely loved working at Refract and Refract was acquired by Allegro and I stayed for a number of years SDRing working with a rapidly growing team it was so exciting and I genuinely loved all of my experiences there Prior to the world of sales, I'd done a um, biology degree at Newcastle Uni. And there was a little bit of me that really wanted, well, a lot of me actually, that wanted to explore that scientific side. And I retrained as a physiotherapist mm. and did my master's in that. And that's how I ended up working for the NHS. So I did a year there and I really enjoyed my time there. And I felt like very fulfilled with the work that I was doing. Hmm. There was a lot of me though that missed the world of sales and everything that it, it that it gave me. It gave me that individuality, that room to be creative and the autonomy to basically plan my career as I want it to go. Yeah. Um, and it just so happened that at that time that I was having those thoughts that my previous colleagues um, Kevin Beals and Mark Akers, who I work with at Refract and Allego, were setting up my sales coach. And mm. when they told me about the idea, it was it was a no-brainer. Mm. Our careers in sales, mine specifically, was dedicated to helping salespeople to be as successful as possible. So mm. when they told me about this, I was like, this is it. I am in. <laughs> so from day dot, that's what I've been doing. And I'm just, oh, it's the best decision ever. I'm so excited to be back. I love that. I love that. And there's many a thing that I'd like to unpack uh, throughout that amazing journey, you know. So as you mentioned when way back when, I remember when we had our episode and I was talking about lab coats and being scientists in sales and experimenting and trying things out and trying to find every analogy I could to marry between, you know, science and sales and whatnot. Um, but as as you mentioned, like you, your company went through an acquisition when you were at Refract, so you became a new company. What I just wanted to start there as well. So what was that journey like for you, seeing it as the baby refract that you joined and then it becoming another company? What was that experience like for you, Nia? 
was so exciting. It was literally something that I'd never been involved with before. Um, so it was watching an already established company, Refract, doing so well to the point of being acquired and then learning from a completely new company um, that's based in North America. And mm. that thing, there was just, there was so many things that were positive that came from that because they have their enablement team, they have, they were really successful in their own right. So the sharing of information and best practice was just beneficial to both companies. And it also meant that the team expanded like immediately. So mm. more people to connect with. And that's something that I really enjoy doing and connecting with other salespeople and, and sharing ideas. So that was really exciting. And I left the company just before the full transition was there, whereby oh, yeah. Refract were, were a Lego and Mayor. So yeah. I was never part of that, but I was definitely part of the the full acquisition, the kickoff. Mm. It was really exciting. I love that. I love that. And as you as you mentioned, like you know, you were studying to do your masters, and you then left the world of sales to you know follow something else. As you said, you did miss it, but before you took that, hey, here's my notice. I'm actually moving on to do something else for a bit. What was going through your mind and like emotionally, where were you at about, you know, moving away from the industry of sales and then going to something else? What was, what was going through your mind? So I think it was really, really difficult for me. Mm. I think that probably should have been a bit of a red flag for me because I don't think you're meant to be that upset when you're leaving. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And that's because I had nothing but positive experiences, Mm. management, my colleagues, they were just so supportive and they were supportive of me um, branching out, trying this new idea and basically welcomed me back with open arms and I yeah. really felt that. So I think that's an ode to when you work really hard and a company works really hard to support you. Mm. There's that really sort of symbiotic relationship whereby if you ever do leave, there, it's going to be an open opportunity because you work really well together. And that's how my sales coach sort of came back together. So, yeah, it was very exciting. I love that. And were there any things that you didn't miss when you did leave sales? I mean, working in sales development is a roller coaster, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's full, there's many days where you're on like cloud nine and then something happens in the day and you're like, hmm. amazing if somebody's rude to you. But I feel like it opened my eyes in the NHS that that's going to happen in other jobs as well. And Mm. it's not specific to sales. I feel like sales has like this spotlight on it that you're going to be treated badly by rude prospects and things like that. But that's genuinely not my experience. Obviously, Mm. it's littered throughout your career that you are going to have some some of those um, experiences. But... It's not, it's not a big part of it. So on the whole, it was so much more to miss than what I didn't miss, I would say. I love that. I love that. And um, so like, you know, being a physiotherapist um, and working through the NHS, what things were going through your mind where, you know, you're doing this other role, you're working in a completely different industry, you're working with patients and whatnot. And you could potentially look at them as customers or prospects. Like, what synergies did you see from sales in your world of physiotherapists? What, what, so, in other words, what I'm saying is, what 
tips and tricks did you keep with you going into another career? This, I think this is a really important topic to cover because I would never want somebody who's going through a career change to think that they've like wasted part of their career doing something completely different. And mm. I never saw it like that because the skills that I learned were honestly unmatched. So speaking to executives, people in power, that sort mm. of thing really stays in mind. Very comfortable at speaking with people from all levels of a company. Yeah. And in the NHS, you've got to do that. You've got to communicate with colleagues in different hospitals, consultants, nurses. So that communication was vital. And also asking difficult questions is a big mm -hmm. one. You've got to do that in sales to uncover pain, to establish whether there's a challenge that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Same patients. You need to ask difficult questions to get to the source of where the pain is. And we all, we're always using this doctor-patient analogy in sales and I've pretty much done it as a physiotherapist with a patient as well. So mm -hmm. it's totally, it's, there's so many um, parallels there. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you're right, like um, skills that you pick up, whether it be in sales, whatever careers, these are skills that can take you throughout your career wherever you go, right? So had a guest on the show yesterday we were recording where she um, was an actress before and she was giving this thing where she had to do something called character analysis so before she ever took on a role she had to analyze what did that person speak like what did they eat what their accent was like and she said when she became an SDR and they were talking about ICP and persona she was like I've kind of done this before through my acting sort of skills so like as you said speaking to executives like dealing and having difficult conversations I could imagine there's a lot within the NHS and people that you have to speak to right so that, that's absolutely beautiful and um you know like for context for for the listeners and watchers I remember I joined my sales coach like in November kind of like when we was in the early phases of pilot mode and it kind of got to December and Kevin and Mark alluded to that somebody might be joining the company and I was like who the hell is it and I remember going on to like a Zoom meeting and then I see yourself, like I think it was like in a hospital at the time and you would like, you know, doing this kind of like one day a week, you were just trying this thing out like before you'd made the full jump right. And I was like, oh my God, it's there. I was like, wow. But tell us what was, what was happening at that time? So you were working and then, you know, you're doing a bit of MSC, like you tell us the story. What was going down there? Yeah, so... At the time, I was a full-time physiotherapist and I was part-time SDRing. And that didn't last very long because I dipped my toe back into sales development and I was like, this is where I need to be. Yeah. This is where I love, like I feel at home. It's so exciting. I felt like um, I basically was picking up where I left off and like, mm. Very quickly came to the decision that this is what I wanted to do full time. So it was as simple as that. I love it. A match made in heaven. And like, again, for context uh, and insights of the people. So, like with Mark uh, and Kevin, who are the co founders of My Sales Coach, they help build Refract and they exit successfully. Um, to be honest, in my 20 years of working within tech sales and SaaS, they are the coolest bunch of people and the nicest bunch of people I've ever met. To the point where I just kept having to pinch myself and saying, are they being legit or are we like, what's the catch here? Like, it's just too good and it's just too nice. You know, you get a bit sceptical. Um, and they have such a suave way of just 
you can't argue with what they say. Like whatever they offer you or however they position, they're really good at that and they really make you feel comfortable. But I'm curious to know, like, what was the conversations with yourself of, hey, do you want to come do this thing? And like, well, how did that discussion feel like to you and how was it put to you? And like, what was going through your mind when they like approached you with this idea? Um, so it wasn't like a formal conversation. It was more mm. that we had all kept in touch after I left and I mm. would strongly recommend that when people leave companies that they do that and keep those relationships. We were, we were friends. Like we kept in touch in a friendly way that it, like I was a physio when that was going to be my career. And, mm. um, and then Mark was telling me the ideas and I was like, this is amazing. Like <laughs> it's not been done before. It's yeah. it makes so much sense. Um, and then we had a conversation of like, well, actually I have one day a week where I'm not physio it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've worked in this space before and I'm really excited about it. And then honestly, because we've worked together before, because we're all so excited and genuinely so enthusiastic about coaching, mm. conversation came about super quickly. Before I knew it, it was January and I was having my first day. And then literally me and Mark were like hitting the phones on day one and it felt like home. So I was like, let's do it. Let's do this full time. This is where I'm meant to be. Love it. And so grateful and happy that you made the, the choice to do that. And it's been an absolute pleasure. I've like for, for context for everyone, I've learned a hell of a lot from Nia. From um so the beautiful thing here is I'm able to see how she's been pitching to prospects, you know, how she's doing her cold calls, learning from marketing, etc. And truth be told, like with Nia when she was doing her pitches, I was asking for those recordings and then I was looking at the transcripts and then, you know, putting it into AI to try and create my own pitch and it was helping me book meetings and we were SDRing together and Nia's doing like a superb job, right? You were a top SDR back in the day, Refract. You're, you're definitely a top SDR here at My Sales Coach. But could you walk us through, like, you know, the day in the life of a startup? What is it like to be an SDR in a company like this? And what does your day-to-day look like, Nia? Yeah, sure. So ultimately, because I started on pretty much day dot, yeah. there's no playbooks. There's no best practice. There is only trial and error. And mm. therefore... I just had to use everything that I'd learned in the past, trust in the framework. And what me and Mark initially did was we sat down and thought, okay, we've got a great company. How are we going to solve challenges? What what's gonna relate resonate with with sales leaders? And hmm. um, so we came up with our own ideas. We worked with our personal sales coaches and we developed problems that we're going to solve and then really it was okay now let's make some calls we'll Mm. see what's landing what's resonating and then from that we'll develop our our framework really for for our cold calls and that was such an exciting process for me because it's something that I've been involved in in like setting up sales development from the ground up yeah. And um, so there was there was loads of different things that that helped with that. There was previous resources like problem prospecting, and um, there was our own previous knowledge, collaborating with our sales coaches, collaborating together, listening back to call recordings, and then listening back to the discovery calls. So 
obviously they're going to be different conversations, but you learn a lot from them. Yeah. It may well be what resonates on the initial call is the tip of the iceberg for when you get into that true discovery and then you use that and then you progress your call calls and it's that sort of process of continuous um, development, really. Mm. I love that. And there was a key piece that you said there. So obviously, like it was wicked for you to, to see this actually physically as well, where you're sitting down with Mark, you're thinking about the problems sales leaders are having, you're coming up with your pitches and how you're going to position it. You're using previous frameworks of like books like Problem Prospecting. And again, I'll put the link into the show notes for everybody to check it out because it's a wicked resource. Um, and the key bit that I had there was checking with our own personal coaches. So for context, my sales coach is a sales coaching on a subscription company, but you have access to coaches. How, how does that work, Nia? Oh, absolutely. We drink our own champagne. So as we know, you were my personal sales coach for the first few months mm. at sales coach and the great thing is is that we're subscribing to a group of coaches and not just one coach so i got some great ideas from you we worked on sequences we worked on career progression that sort of thing and i have my own new sales coach hillary who mm. is a woman in sales um and that's really important for me because obviously we know we're in a male-dominated space, so it's with yeah. one whose past is my future and who can help me navigate as a female through the world of sales. So it's obviously a perk of the job that I have access to that to that coach as well. I love how you said that uh, somebody's past is my future. That's pretty powerful. I love that. And you're right, it's cool. It's, it's wicked to work in a sales coaching company where we're selling this service to lots of great salespeople out there and ambitious salespeople. But as an employee of the business, you have access to like a roller deck of wicked, superb, world-class coaches as well. And including myself, right? So I am sales coaching our customers, um, but I get to pick the brains of people like John, like Mark, ask your advice on things. Um, also like we've got Nigel and all the other gang as well. And it's like, I'm in a melting pot of sales knowledge. I've worked in companies that have sold to sales before, but not on this level. And like, I literally wake up in the morning, loving doing what I'm doing. And then when we have like coaching catch-ups where I'm, we're connecting with coaches from around the world, I'm like, dude, like you do not get this opportunity anywhere in the world. And this is frigging amazing. So yeah, what I'm trying to say is I'm super grateful and very happy. Um, but the other piece, as you mentioned, like in the early days, oh, we were doing coaching together as well. And one of the beautiful things that I saw about Unia was, I remember you saying that you wanted to get more in terms of getting more on social and go to other platforms. So ladies and gents, and for the watchers, I'm just going to share my screen again. One thing that I'm really happy with <clears throat> is Nia is smashing it on TikTok. And as a lot of our listeners and watchers know, I'm a big fan of TikTok now and I've been on it for a while. Uh, but what the cool thing that Nia's been doing, she kind of used this as like um, the prefaces of documenting what does it look, feel like and look like to work in a startup from the ground up. As you said, you start from day dot and you've been documenting everything that's been going on from, you know, your own cold calls. You know, you're, you, there's an element of vulnerability where you're showing what really happens, you know, what happens with uh, objections and you're giving tips and I'd highly recommend everybody to check out Nia in sales. Um, and I'll put the link within to the show notes. But Nia, I'd like to pick your brain and get some context as to 
why do you think it's a good idea for people like us in sales to be getting onto platforms like TikTok and, you know, sharing these insights and not just staying in LinkedIn? What's what's your views on it and why did you want to do it? So I'm obviously a big believer in building your own personal brand. And by that, I mean, um, putting on social media what you want their perception of your sort of career, what you do to be. And LinkedIn is obviously a great one. And it's mm. something that all sales professionals should be on. And I believe like sharing content is a great idea to um, find prospects, create conversations, build your network. But for me, I love to be creative. I'm in the Gen Z generation. Mm-hmm. So TikTok for me is it's where we spend all of our time. And therefore, people are... T- like absorbing knowledge there and really I'm oh, sorry Neil can we start again that yep. in three two one and go so really enjoy using TikTok because it's a really creative outlet we're spending all of our time on there and it's a way to express yourself professionally but have a bit of fun with it for me, it was really important because you're documenting what you're doing day to day, which is great for people who are looking to get into sales, people who are already in sales who are looking for new ideas. And it's a way to be totally yourself. There's no like thinking, oh, what should I write? Is it professional enough for LinkedIn? Mm. You can go off trends. You can you can thrive off authenticity, mm. which is why I've basically shared everything on TikTok, I think. The more creative you can be in sales, the more successful you'll be. It's the way to stand out, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, it's standing out from the norm. And I think, you know, being 15 years on LinkedIn is that business professional Facebook platform thing. And there were a lot of people that always moan that, oh, it's becoming too much like Facebook. I'm like, no, it's not becoming like Facebook. It's just people are changing. Your network is growing and you need to evolve or you die with it, right? But to that point, um, I think... Like in my own personal network of like Instagram or Facebook where I've got family and friends, I always want them to know what I'm doing, but there are some things that I just wouldn't post on those platforms. And similarly with LinkedIn, there wouldn't be some things that I'd post on there. But with that TikTok and with the Instagram, it's just like that nice in between where you can marry the world. So like on my TikTok, um, obviously I talk about sales coaching and tips and, you know, SDRing and whatnot. But then I can add things about that. I love to spit bars and I love rapping and I'll try and talk about something about sales or some sort of synergy like that. Or, you know, going out to a podcast and networking because it it gives an insight into your world as to what do you do other than just the job. So, you know, with yours, what I love is it's not just about, right, here's a tip for a salesperson, but here's the day in the life of what it's like to work in the startup, going to the office picking up something from Starbucks or, you know, whatever it is. It's just, there's another side to you that I think people want to see as well. Because I think sometimes with LinkedIn, it's sometimes just a bit too polished. And I think with platforms like this and like the beautiful videos put out, there's like a raw element. It's like the real person on the other side. So I think it, I think it's great. Um, and if we've got any listeners out there that are thinking, mm, maybe I want to do that. Maybe I want to go into a platform like TikTok and obviously you've somebody that's done it, what tips would you give to that person if they just wanted to start creating content like that? I'd say follow salespeople. Go on there, see who's already on there because you'd be surprised at the people that you'll find. 
And you can do that quite easily by, let's say, going onto your hyperselling TikTok and going, mm. seeing who you follow, seeing who follows you. So you can get a few ideas. But I think the main advice is don't overthink it. People mm. think that you spend like ages editing, that sort of thing. I just, I'm, all, I'm going about my day-to-day life. I'm making a cold call. I'm just bringing you along with it. And <laughs> I love that. They're the ones that I get the most responses from because, like you said, I, there is an element of vulnerability there, me posting exactly what I'm saying because people love to put their 50 feet in. Yeah, yeah. That's totally fine for me because if there's one person who says, oh, I wouldn't do it like that, mm. And that's it. I'm like, but there's 10 people who are saying, oh, I tried that opener and booked three meetings. Like, that for me is rewarding enough. Like, that's yeah. so exciting. Um, so, yeah, there's a few reasons why I do it. But ultimately, be authentic. Don't overthink it and get inspiration from other people. Mm-hmm. You never re- you're not reinventing the wheel. You're not expecting to um, create content that nobody's ever created before it's just being true to yourself and it's a new way to share your personality online couldn't agree more and you're right you know like being able to put those tips and there are some people that are that aren't going to like it or they're not going to agree with it but i love that you know for one person that isn't there could be 10 other people that do find it useful right and i think um something that i learned on tiktok from somebody that's really good at it is he said a lot of people, when you see them posting on LinkedIn, they post because they're trying to post and talk to a whole big audience, right? They're expecting hundreds or thousands of views from people across LinkedIn and business professionals wearing suits and ties. But he said, like, when you're doing your TikTok videos, like, look at the cameras if you're talking just to one person. So that person on the other end of the phone will feel like you're talking to them and you can really drive engagement. I've met a whole bunch of people that I wouldn't have normally met on LinkedIn, but I've met salespeople through TikTok and I've even got guests off of TikTok and it's a really great networking platform I'll I'll be honest with you like (laughs) generationally like when it first came out I was like dude I'm not getting on that thing there's just it was a pandemic thing everybody's doing these weird dances I forget that dude but when I started seeing like other people such as yourself getting onto these sort of platforms I'm okay dip my toe in see what it's all about and I was actually there's a whole world of salespeople that I didn't even know existed on here right um so I think it's a, a really great platform as a reminder people I'll be putting Nia's link on TikTok to go check her out. She's got some wicked content. Please give her a follow. Um, Another topic that I wanted to kind of sidestep into was something which is important to you, Nia, which is the reputation of salespeople or how people perceive salespeople. And this is something you're quite passionate about. And I'd love you to, uh, here's a typical sales question, tell me more or tell us more. Yeah, so this has definitely been on my mind since rejoining the world of sales and it's that we all know that in general salespeople haven't got the best rep it's that they're all in it for themselves and um that they're just out for the money really and for me whilst obviously the financial benefit of working sales is a great benefit um the the truth could have been more different about the reputation so I have experienced nothing but support, excitement when I was rejoining the world of sales, but also people genuinely wanting to help out. So, for example, um, I was wanting to get into the world of discovery calls and really getting better at that because it's something that I'd never really done before. So I wanted to dip my toe. And 
I spoke with previous salespeople that I worked with who were more than happy to jump on a call, do a role play, give me some feedback. And that was totally in their own time. Mm. That's just one example. But then others are like sharing leads with people. If they see somebody post on LinkedIn, say, oh, I'm um, currently looking for a company like this. People are sharing like, oh, could you help out with this? Um, So ultimately it's just salespeople helping salespeople. And I really want to like shine a positive light on that because Mm. it doesn't feel quite deep. I love it. I love it. And you're right. It's really weird because... The other day I was looking at my Instagram uh, and I wrote a post back in, it was around 2020, right? And it kind of just went along the lines of, hey, SDRs, if you see another SDR from another company, do not see them as competition, right? Even if they are your direct competitors, know that they have the same problems as you. Know that they face objections. Know that they have like the stresses of targets and hit again. But wouldn't it be such a beautiful world if you helped each other out? And I was kind of trying to push this message of like SEOs come together because back in my days, if I saw another SEO from another company, we never spoke. I never remember speaking to other SDRs from other companies. And I was trying to push this thing. So, you know, with joining, I know this sounds like a shameless plug, but it is uh, with my sales coach. We have this beautiful thing where we have cohorts where other SDRs meet other SDRs from different companies where they crowdsource uh, best practices, share ideas, help each other out with cold call openers and I've been in uh, privy to quite a few of them and I'm they're friggin' amazing right and it's this ethos of helping each other out which is beautiful um and a question that I'd love to ask you somebody that's now coming into sales coaching what, is there any advice that you'd give to somebody that may be umming and ahhing about is sales coaching for me how would that person know when a good time to get a sales coach is near in your experience because again I am one but you're speaking to lots of people that are asking you about it. So imagine I'm a prospect and I say, Nia, how do I know if sales coaching is for me? What advice would you give me? I would say if you are open to learning new ideas, being vulnerable about what you're struggling with or what you feel like you could improve with, then sales coaching is for you. If you're if you go into sales coaching and you're like, there's nothing else that I could possibly learn, I know everything there is to know about sales, then it's not gonna be for you. Hmm. So it really is just being open to development, open to learning from people who have been there, done that, and been really successful. And I found that my most profound coaching sessions are when I'm totally vulnerable because our sales coaches aren't motivated by anything other than helping our salespeople to be as successful as possible. Mm. They're not tied to numbers. They're not tied to your company. It's only that they want to help and share ideas. I love that. And you're right, being being vulnerable, so being able to share what's on your mind, what's on your plate, what you're going through, um, and being open to learning and taking on board new ideas. And to your point, you know, with these sort of coaches, they aren't your managers, they're not your bosses, so they don't have any hidden agendas where... As a manager, I used to be like, I want you to hit your target because if you hit the target, then I get paid, right? Um, and that's not the case here. And, you know, on the other side of it is, you know, not coaching isn't for everyone. So I have come across individuals where I wouldn't say that they think that they know everything, but they feel that they're at the peak and they're very comfortable in what they're doing and there's nothing else that could be added to their plate to expand what they're already doing on. And again, like you said, it's not, not for everyone. 
And, you know, if there's that person that's, you know, because a lot of our listeners are SDRs, they may be sitting in the company or listening to this on their way to work or coming back from work. And they're like, I want my manager to give me a bit more coaching or I want to approach my manager and I want help on these things, but I don't want to look like an idiot or I don't want to look like I'm incompetent for the job. Any advice for that SDR of how to approach their manager maybe, Nia? Yeah, I think any manager should be open to the idea of their reps wanting to progress. And they they should build a culture where asking for an idea or thoughts and opinions should be welcomed. So I would say in that instance is do your research. There's so much content out there as to how coaching can be successful. And there is there is this misunderstanding that people who have coaching aren't forming well. Mm. When actually it's top performers who want to be more successful. They want to see what's next for them. And so really, whenever you're going to your manager about something that you want to embed into your working day, be it an investment or more of their time, for me, I would say, why? Why do you want that? What do you want to achieve? And then from that, you can even build a business case from it. So Mm. If I get more coaching, I can be more confident on cold calls. If I'm more confident, I book more meetings. If I book more meetings, more deals, more deals, more business, more investment. So you can build you can build business cases like that. So um, that's what I would say. But also, you should be working for a company mm. where they are open to these ideas and never feel like your voice is too small. Hallelujah and amen to that, Nia. Thank you very much. Um, well, it's been an absolute pleasure to to bring you back on board, Nia, and it's so cool to see how much you've grown, like from when I met you away all those years, like almost three years ago, to seeing where you are now, being able to work with you, seeing the great successes that you're having within my sales coach as well. Um, and, you know, the amount of people that you're helping out there, it's, it's wicked to have you back in sales, Nia, is what I'm trying to say, right? Um, but if we could uh, go back to that baby Nia back in 2020, what three bits of advice would you give to that younger SDR Nia? I would say, back yourself. You know more than you think. I would say, don't be like, don't overthink things. If you want to post on LinkedIn, if you want to set up a social media, if you want to get involved in a podcast, do it. And thirdly, is that at times being uncomfortable is a way to progress. So even now, like you, there's still times in sales where you're going to feel uncomfortable. So I went to an event on my own in London. I literally didn't know anyone. Mm. Yourself in those uncomfortable situations, nobody's comfortable just going into a room of people that you don't know. But there are ways that you're going to progress. So really, just be bold shout about what you want to shout about on social media and and really put yourselves in those uncomfortable positions so that you can you can progress and you can meet new people i love that i love that and uh are there any shout outs that you'd like to give today nia love to so i've had the honor of working with some really successful and supportive salespeople. and um, so obviously kev and mark at my sales coach has been absolutely honor to work up to this point can't wait to see what the future holds at my sales coach 
my coaches as well. Obviously, you, Neil, Hillary, Michelle, have really supported with supported me on this journey. And then to the, there's too many names to mention. The people who've helped up to now, and um, with jumping on calls, role play. So Sarah Dick at Lego really helped me out there. So massive shout out to her. And um, yeah, honestly, I could just go on forever. Like salespeople are so fab. I love that. I love it. And you just quickly remind me, here's a quick tip that Sarah Dick put out on LinkedIn the other day. She said, if you're coming into your summer prospecting, she said, um, in your DMs, search for the word summer, Q3 and catch up. Because there are so many conversations that you're having across your CRM, email and LinkedIn DMs you forget. And when I saw the other day, I said, that's freaking smart, dude. So yeah, shouts to Sarah as well. Um, and I absolutely love that. And there's also some exciting news that I, I got really excited about when you shared the other day. Now, could you show the camera uh, your hand for a minute, please? Oh my gosh. Tell us a little bit more about this. What, what's the news, Nia? The news is that I am a fiancé. I remember the other day, uh, Nia was on a call with us and she went, like she was gleaming. She was really happy about something. I said, how did your weekend go? And then uh, she showed it and I was like, oh, wait a minute, what is that on your hand? So congratulations, Nia, on our engagement and shouts out to your fiancé as well. Cool. All right, so gang, so again, thank you for everybody that's been watching and listening to this episode today. I'll be putting Leah's, Leah's, Leah's LinkedIn profile so you can connect with her in the show notes. I'll be putting her TikTok. I think I'll be putting problem prospecting and I'll put her original episode in so you can check it out. And also we'll be putting in a link so you can find out more about my sales coach and see the cool coaching stuff that we do. And if you're interested, you can subscribe to it as well. Uh, but please make sure that you give us a rating in your local podcast platform. If you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure that you like, comment and subscribe down below. But Nia Woodhouse, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you back. Uh, I'll probably see you in the office or online in, in the coming days or so. But thank you so much, Nia, and happy selling. Thank you so much, Neil. It's been fab. Thank you for listening to the SDR Disco Call podcast today. We would like to get this message out to more and more sales development reps, so please like, comment, and share in your local podcast provider. If you don't want to miss a show, you can always send a blank email to SDR disco call one word at bcast which is b-c-a-s-t dot email and you'll be added to our mailing list we're also on the lookout for new guests so if you work in the world of sales development as an sdr bdr mdr or adr and feel that you have an important message or story to share feel free to email us at podcast at happyselling.io and we'd love to have you on board